Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the Bring It On Podcast. I am Erin. I am your host. I might be a bit crazy, sometimes obsessed, a little bit overdramatic probably sometimes, but hey, I'm passionate about what I believe in, and I'm not scared to speak it out loud. Sometimes we agree, sometimes we don't. So, that being said, let's go. What's up, homies? Homies, friends, neighbors, family members, the like two people that listen to my podcast. I love you. Thank you for coming. <laughs> Thank you for listening um, to me verbally vomit in your ears. Uh, yeah. So it's uh, Wednesday, February, February. Oh, for fuck's sake. You know, I knew like coming back from being gone for a week was going to really fuck me up, but it's not February. <laughs> Good God. September 21st of 2022. Wow. Okay. So like I really messed up this morning when I dropped my kids off at school because I told Liv, I'm like, just go to the library. Um, we have soccer practice right after school today. So I sent an email and I'm like, hi, um, I don't know what day of the week it is, but can you have Liv come to the studio? Because we have practice at 3.30. Wow. It's, it's, you know, it's just like lag. It's just lag. Sometimes you got it. It was good to get away for a week though. Well, I guess it wasn't a whole week, but um, I feel like um, Eric and I really needed that because, you know, you catch yourself going like in 55 different directions all at the same time and you're passing each other on the way in and on the way out or when you get home from work for the day or everybody gets home for the day, you're just fucking shot. And having um, any quality time with your significant other I feel like that's the first place we suffer. In my life, that I, I know it's the first place that we suffer. And it was really good. We really needed to get away from everything and everybody, kids included, although I love them to pieces. But, you know, my life is consumed with everything that they do and their needs and the needs of the house and doing all that shit. So it was good to get away and uh, have some adult time. I would highly recommend it. Uh, we need to do it more often. Listen, though, I don't want to travel nine and a half fucking hours with a load of cattle to make that happen, babe. So I'm cool with it once, maybe twice a year. But but like every single... No, no, I, no. <laughs> there has to be some compromise here. I'm, I'm totally cool with doing it every once in a while. But I don't want to make that our only way that we get that. So just putting that out there. I know you don't listen to my podcast, but that's okay. I love you anyways. It's fine. You listen to me enough, have to deal with me enough as it is. So today we are taking a little bit of a uh, different trajectory today. Um, Welcome to WTF. And normally... I say that as what the fuck most often, but today it is why the fitness. Yep, I just heard you groan. It's okay. 
It's all right. I do not take it personal. I am not personally offended whatsoever. But here is something that you might want to think about. How fitness translates to wealth. What? What the fuck did I just say? Yeah, I did just say that. How fitness translates to wealth. And I'm going to give you some things to back up this statement, okay? I'm not just going to say that all fit people are wealthy, okay? That's, it's not, that's not the way it works. There is no one size fits all for anything, whether it's um, success in business, whether it's success in a relationship, whether it's success in this, that, or the other thing. I mean, oh, there's all kinds of things. There is never a one size fits all thing, okay? Except when you're dead, then you're dead. That's just the way it works. That's a one size fits all thing. You're just gone. You're not here anymore. Boom. That's the only thing, guys, for real. <laughs> Sounds pretty harsh, kind of raw, but I guess that's what it is. Okay, so what do I what do I mean by this? If your health is in good condition, here are some things that you're not spending money on. Doctor's office? Anybody think about that? So say you are diabetic. What do you have to do as a diabetic? And and granted, some people, there's different. Again, this is not one size fits all. So before you fucking headhunt me, it's not one size fits all, okay? There are um, a lot of things that are environmentally induced, self-induced, okay? That's what I'm talking about here. So before you get your fucking panties in a wad and start throwing shit at me, relax, I don't remember which the different types are. I'm not a doctor, but this is what I do know. People who are diabetic that are overweight and have to go see their doctor, have regular blood tests, have to take medications for to control their diabetes, usually have other conditions as well. Maybe it's high blood pressure. Maybe it's high cholesterol. All these things come down to health, right? That's something that you can't argue. If you're not like one of those people that's born with, I want to say it's type one. Don't quote me on that, but I should have looked. But if you're one of those people that is born diabetic and your body doesn't like produce insulin or something like that, and you have to have that insulin pump thingamabob, like, I know one of the little girls at our school Livy was in gymnastics with has that. So, like, there's, like, nothing that she can do to get rid of that. Okay? That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the other kind. The self-induced kind. The kind that your eating habits are such fucking garbage that you um, wrecked your own body and now you have to take medicine for it. Which is reversible for a lot of people. And if you are able to get your health under control, which comes down to eating better, sleeping better, exercising regularly, it doesn't take crazy shit. You guys, it's the simple stuff. I have seen people lose massive amounts of weight by walking and like just making slight changes to their nutrition habits. 
It doesn't take some crash diet or you don't have to go keto. If you want to eat keto and that works for you, fucking great. I love bacon. I'm, I'm here for that. And uh, I did keto. I liked keto. It was good. And yeah, but it what didn't fit my lifestyle, which is fine. Everything's different for everybody. I have two friends that are like have been doing uh, ketogenic nutrition for a long time and they fucking love it. And they're, they look great and they have great energy. They sleep well, they're healthy and are able to do the things that they want to do in life. That's rad. I love that because they both had their weight had gotten a little bit out of control. They'd both gotten pretty heavy. Their eating habits were shit. There was a lot of processed foods, a lot of sugar, um, and other things. And so, you know, they decided that, Hey, we need to fix this. And they took matters into their own hands and fixed it. And how they did it is they chose a keto option. Boom. Here you go. Wham. And it works. It works for them. And that's freaking cool. So, um, they don't go to the doctor as much as what they used to, like hardly at all. They don't get sick as often as what they used to, like hardly at all. I mean, you guys, this translates into dollars and cents. If you're avoiding going to the doctor because your health is in good shape, you're not spending money on the doctor. And you're not spending money on prescription medications or this or that or the other thing. It translates, right? If you're not spending that money on trying to take a pill to fix your self-induced issues, then that is money you're say, putting, leaving in your pocket. You're not giving to somebody else right? It's, it's that easy of a correlation. So like, okay, it also, if your health is better, you are going to be more available to work more. Your work is going to be more productive. You're going to be more efficient because like, if you're having to do like something physical, your physical capabilities are going to be higher because you're more physically fit. If you work out every morning, take a walk every day, um, maybe lift weights three times a week, two or three times a week, your strength and endurance level are going to be much better than the same person who does nothing. Especially if you have an office job. You know, I mean, if you're somebody that works like construction or does concrete or, you know, does a, a physical labor job, that's obviously going to be a little bit different right? But even so, if your nutrition is garbage, you're still going and your habits are garbage, you're still going to have issues. Even though you have a physical job, that doesn't just negate all the bad shit we consume. And man, you guys, I don't know about you, but like the more I look in the aisles at the grocery store, like the quality of our food is fucking trash. And I have gone, like, I hardly go into the, I used to go up and down every single aisle at the grocery store. I'd start at the front and I would go down one aisle and then come back up the other and down the next aisle, back up the other, down the next aisle, back up the other. I quit doing that. Know why? Because all the processed shit is in the middle. All the fresh stuff, for the most part, fresh stuff, canned stuff like veggies and stuff like that, like are on 
mostly on the outside. Your boxed stuff, like your boxed potatoes and mac and cheese and, okay, we had stovers or uh, stovetop stuffing last night. Not going to lie. Do pick that stuff up every once in a while or my husband would have a meltdown because, like, he doesn't eat like I do. And I, you guys, I make that sound like I eat just like super clean. I don't, but I don't eat super garbage anymore either. And you know what? Not quite nine years ago, I was, well, I guess it probably was nine years ago. My personal life was really like I had reached another peak of stress level and shit was circling the toilet as far as things go with work and my habits and all the shit. And in December of 2013, I fell and I broke my right hip. A lot of you guys have heard me talk about this. You guys know that this happened. And I was 37 years old and I broke the ball of my hip, clean the fuck off the end of my femur. Okay. It's 37 years old. That is an injury of either, uh, uh, at that age should have taken some pretty severe impact to make that happen. It didn't. I was walking on the ground and I slipped on the ice like a little old lady and fell on my right hip and broke it. That is how that happened. I did not fall off of anything other than my feet. No high elevation or being off of on anything, falling off of anything onto the ground. I was walking on the ground and slipped and fell. That is the injury of somebody who is in their later years, typically. Like 70 and up. Not for a 37-year-old woman is kind of an anomaly. And that moment was the biggest awakening that I have ever experienced. Um, It was like God came down and got pissed and said, right, whip my feet off from underneath of me and smack me on the ground and said, listen, Linda. It was, I mean, I am... I'm telling you, it was what it was like, you know, some of us are really hard learners. And I say us because I'm including myself in that. A hundred percent. I am a hard learner because whatever reason, I don't know, I was made this way or I grew up this way or combination of both. It's kind of sick and twisted. You would think that I would be smart enough to learn lessons from other people, but no. (laughs) So maybe I'm just dumb. So it takes a pretty hard knock for me to get the picture. And that day, I will never forget it. And I will never forget laying on the ground in the most excruciating pain I've ever experienced in my fucking life and talking to one of the guys I worked with and who was uh, a firefighter and first responder. And I'm like, this is fucked. I'm, this is really bad. And he's like, no, no. Cause you know, they're trained to keep people calm, right? Keep people from freaking the fuck out. Like I was doing, I could see 
my leg just literally swelling and my hip just literally swelling. Because when you break a bone and you break a bone as bad as what I did, the bone bleeds. So like the swelling was immense. And I'm sure I tore some shit in there too when it happened. But I will never forget that. And it was cold outside and I had on layers upon layers and they picked me up off the ground by my coat and I held on to my right leg and I had bruises in my thigh for a week or two from my fingers because I didn't let go of my leg for a really long time. And going in that ambulance was like, I've been in an ambulance once before when I broke my ankle and they had to transport me, which was dumb, but whatever, once you're admitted and they have to move you to a different hospital, they have to, they quote, have to take you by ambulance because of whatever fucking reasons. I'm sure it's just a money-making scheme, but anyways, whatever. I am not, yeah, anyways, (laughs) that's my opinion. So going in that ambulance, I remember there were three people in the back of that ambulance and they can only give you morphine. And morphine makes me a belligerent asshole. Like you guys think I swear a lot now. Um, You don't want to be around me when I have morphine in my system because I am mean. It's like whiskey drunk for some people. Like I'm like just completely, there's no... There's so much of a non-filter that it's probably like uh, cranked up to 10 of bad shit going through my head. And going to the hospital, going into the ER, and every time somebody came into the room, they would touch my foot and like move it. And every time somebody touched that leg or foot, it would the bones would grind. So it was not just the initial impact of hitting the ground and having that break. It was the next 24 hours of pain and there were not enough fucking narcotics on the planet to kill that pain. They gave me Dilaudid and I was hallucinating that every staff member in that room looked like somebody from the planet of the apes. That's what is in my memory. Like, I can see the faces of the people as monkeys from Planet of the Apes. That is, I was high as fuck. And it still hurt. And it was the next day before they did surgery on it and put me back together. Um, So basically, they cut my hip open in two spots and pulled the bone out, the broken piece as a bone, out of my, removed my hip from the socket Um, I don't know. I'm assuming it was still in the socket. I really honestly have no idea. I think, I think it was because I've seen the x-rays and, um, I'm pretty sure it was still in the socket. And then I spent two weeks in the hospital. I spent one week on the, on the surgical floor recovering. And then I went to in-house rehab, physical therapy. And with that in-house rehab, um, I had to be able to do the shit to be able to stay there and complete the program to get discharged to go home. So it was two weeks in the hospital of pure hell, pain like I've never experienced in my life, arguing with the attending physician about him 
completely taking away the pain meds because of, you know, the opioid thing, people getting addicted. And, um, that was, that was a fight. I did win, but the pain was fucking crazy. So again, big, fat, hard lessons to learn. And that time of sitting in the hospital, I saw some of the hospital bills because it ended up being a work comp claim because I was at work and it it was um, all that mess. So I saw some of the hospital bills and you go, holy fuck. It was a lot. Now I sit and think about it and I th- sit and think about it now and I'm like, all of this could have been avoided. First off, I didn't know. I had a very, I have hereditary bone issues, okay? My, it's her, it's a hereditary thing. And it's also like, because I live where I live. We live in the Midwest. And like, there's like 80% of people that live in the Midwest that have uh, vitamin D deficiency, Midwest and North, because we have different seasons. And we don't get the vitamin D from the sun that we need. So... Mine is a very extreme case because of the hereditary aspect on top of it or a component on top of it. So with that, uh, I've learned a lot, right? And I think of all of the hours I spent in the hospital, all the hours I spent at physical therapy, going back to physical therapy outside of the hospital, how many hours I spent in the gym trying to rehab myself back from this massive injury. And I gained some appreciation and a whole lot of fucking understanding as to why that specific injury can be a mortal injury for somebody in advanced years. The recovery of that is insane. Like, had I not been at the age that I was when that happened, I would not be where I am right now. And it took that huge punch in the face because I'm no different than anybody else. You guys, there's a lot of other people that don't change their habits until they get punched in the face. And it took me getting punched in the face for me to change my shit. I'm not saying that like me saying this out loud is going to have any effect on anybody else. But I'm saying it anyways. Because maybe, just maybe, I can save one person the pain and suffering of having to learn the hard way. Maybe if one person can be like, fuck, I don't want that to be me. I need to fix my shit. I need to get my shit together and do it. Saying I need to do it doesn't make it happen. You have to show up for yourself, right? And like now more than ever, fuck, now more than ever, you guys, this is so important, is getting your health under control. Because you don't want to be dependent upon a pill or a doctor or a drug or something to survive. 
if you don't absolutely have to. Granted, there again, there are situations. This is not a fucking blanket statement. It does not cover everything. But being able to mitigate the circumstances translates over into other things in our lives. Like, I don't go to the doctor anymore. Hardly ever. And it saves me money. So that's money I'm keeping in my pocket and able to utilize in other things like expanding my business, being able to travel when I want to travel because I'm not spending thousands of dollars on medications every month. Think about it. And it also allows me to be able to work more. So I make more money. It's just a simple translation. See what I mean? Fitness equals wealth. And like, it doesn't work for everybody. But if you can't take care of yourself, how the fuck are you going to take care of anybody else? That's a big one. And I'm talking to all you parents out there that have kids. Ed Milet says something, and this, this has stuck with me ever since I first heard it. Most lessons are not taught. They're caught. It's that whole thing of practice what you preach, right? Don't, the whole do as I say, not as I do. Every single one of you, and me included, knows that that's bullshit. Complete and total bullshit. Your kids, if you are doing whatever, and then they start doing that, and you tell them not to, they ain't going to fucking listen. You're doing it. They're going to do it. Monkey see, monkey do. (laughs) I mean, and why do we as parents think that we can be like, no, you can't do that when we're fucking doing it? That's the stupidest thing ever. My parents did it. I've done it. And then I'm like, oh, that's stupid. Don't do that. So that's why I have. It says practice what you preach. And I'm not perfect, you guys. I'm fucking far from perfect. We all make mistakes. Nobody's perfect. But being aware of the decisions that we make for our own lives is going to like directly affect our kids and the decisions that they make, that's huge. That, and that's a huge amount of responsibility that we need to realize. Like if you're sitting in the chair watching TV, eating a fucking bag of Oreos, what do you think your kid's going to do? Same thing. If you come home from work and you mix yourself a drink every night, what are your kids going to do? Same fucking thing. I mean, it's caught, not taught. That is true shit. And I, I know that we all struggle with this. Like we have our habits. And where do you think a lot of our habits came from, you guys? They were caught as well. But if we're able to be cognizant about it and pay attention to that and make those changes on purpose, our kids are going to see that. And isn't it ultimately boils down to the next generation? I mean, doesn't it ultimately boil down to what you leave behind? It's not about like what what I'm, I'm going to mess this up. I got to think about this for a second. 
I can't put it into words. It was there and then it was right on my fucking head. So it's gone. <laughs> I hate that. But see, if I write this down, if I like type out the whole podcast, then I sound like a robot and it's just not, it doesn't work. Okay. <clears throat> but if we, if we show our kids good habits, then they just pick that up. It doesn't take a conversation. They just see it. Granted, we still have to have conversations with our kids. There's still things that we have to talk about. And, you know, incorporating those discussions with actions just makes it that much stronger. Why do you think Olivia likes to, she hassled me about a bike trainer and then she was pissed because her bike wouldn't fit on it. Because she saw me spend hours upon hours upon hours pedaling my bike in the basement while training for that Ironman or that half Ironman for two fucking years before it finally happened. And she wanted to be like mom. Alex hasn't really caught it like that, but he gets it. Now he wants to rollerblade all over the place. It makes him feel better. He didn't argue with me last year when I got him into the morning lift program before school. He likes it. Even if there are some kids that do it that he doesn't get along with. Because kids are assholes. He's an asshole sometimes too. Ask him, he'll tell you. <laughs> and if not, I'll tell you. It's okay. He's my kid. So there's that. But so much of this is, and I kind of went off on a little bit of a rabbit hole, but and I know you're shocked. You're, you're fucking shocked that I took a hard right turn because squirrel. Hello, squirrel. Hi, squirrel. I don't know. I don't know. But it does translate because I was thinking about this earlier. Like if we, if we can't take care of ourselves, how do we expect to be able to take care of them? Like I said, and you know, the world's getting fucking crazier every single day. People are starting to get desperate. People, if shit continues to keep going the way it's going, we are not out of the woods yet. I mean, like we are legit not out of the woods yet. Shit's going to hit the fan and when things get harder, the harder they get, the more people are going to become desperate. Desperate people do desperate things. And if you're like, I mean, it seems so silly to put this into a health and fitness aspect of things. But if you can't physically do things, how are you going to protect your family? How are you going to help others in your community if you can't even fucking take care of your own self? You can't. You might for a little while, but you're going to be sick or you're going to be so shot that you're not going to be able to do it. You can really think about that. We all, so much of our community and our, you know, most of the people on this planet are good people and have good intentions. But when it comes down to a mother watching her children starve to death, literally, she's going to do anything to keep them from that happening. Think about it. And I'm not saying that like you need to be so prepared that somebody's going to be violent. That's not what I'm saying. But being prepared for yourself 
and allows you to be able to help other people. And I think we're really going to see over the next, I don't even know how long. I hate to guess. It scares me to guess. But like, we are going to have to help our neighbors. We are going to have to help our communities. We are going to have to pull together with our, our friends, our families, our neighbors, our communities. And we're going to have to help our smaller units. And that's just going to be fact, or there's going to be a lot more people that suffer. And that's sad. And I'm, I'm not, I'm not willing to watch that happen. Okay. I'm just, I'm not, but I'm also not willing to sacrifice my family, my kids, their safety or any of that for somebody that's not willing to do the same for somebody else. You know? And that's sad. That's sad. Get your shit together, people. We have to get our shit together. We cannot be dependent on other people. We need to return to that self-sufficiency and being able to take care of ourselves. Granted, most of us, any of you that listen to this podcasts are generally a handful of my friends, right? And most of us live in the middle of nowhere. We're rural. We have to work. We have farms. We have, or we live in a small town and we have the, the capability to be self-sufficient because we have to be. Like we can't, we don't live in a concrete jungle with high rises and completely dependent upon other people to bring us goods. I would be super scared if I was that person. Granted, there are ways to be self-sufficient in those types of situations. And there's people out there that do, that share information on how to do that. And they have a lot of good information. But being... My, I don't know. I totally got sidetracked. <laughs> I tried really hard not to go down this rabbit hole. Damn it. Is my phone sitting over here blowing up? It's okay. This uh, this is just me. Welcome welcome to Aaron's fucking squirrel brain. And here's something I saw yesterday. Another okay, hard left. Um a friend of mine on Facebook posted about how like her mind is quiet. Like she doesn't have like all these conversations consistently rolling in her head. I'm like, how the fuck does that work? Doesn't everybody have like uh, a rager going on in their brain with 55 different conversations and about 800 ideas racing through your brain at all the time? Is that not normal? (laughs) Evidently, not everybody's like that. Who knew? I mean, I knew, but because obviously people are not all the same, but you don't think about that stuff. I don't think about that stuff. I just know that my brain is racing 100 million miles an hour all the time. And it's hard for me to like focus on one thing because I see something shiny and I got to go chase it. Squirrel. It's all good. It's all good. So um, going forward, my target is to be to be focusing Wednesdays. Oh, I'm going to say this out loud. I hope I don't fuck this up. To be WTF Wednesday. Why the Fitness Wednesday? That's my target. And 
Danielle and I have been working on some things. We are going to be putting together a um, a vision board and goal setting workshop. Um, right now, we are looking at November 20th. It's like the weekend that state football gets done and right before Thanksgiving. So it's a Sunday. So it'll probably be a small group of people. Anybody's welcome. Because I really need to do a vision board um, for this next year. And I need to put it together better than like just some random ass shit. And uh, Dusty is doing Emergence again December 3rd. So uh, if you are curious about what that is, uh, it is a workshop, kind of like a mastermind of figuring out your targets, getting a plan together and he really like is a really good knack of drawing shit out of you. Um, I've done it. I don't know how many times have I done it? Two, three times, three times, four times. This will be my fourth one. Um, and I always come away with a much stronger, um, trajectory and a plan. Cause I'm a shitty planner. Um, okay. I, I have a planning deficit. <laughs> Let's, let's choose our words wisely. And I do better with that help, with that nudge direction. Somebody to like rein my ass in and, and like narrow that down. So if you are interested in that, let me know. I can get you hooked up. I'm already on the list. So like there's only 12 spots and I'm one of the four that's already spoken for. And I know Danielle is as well. So um, I'm pretty sure I know who the other two people are. So we're working towards adding more in-person, face-to-face opportunities for people to be able to come here, get together, you know, even even if it's just like a social thing. it's We're not like charging people money for this or anything like that. A lot of it is just like bring your own shit. Um, we'll probably have some type of, we'll have something put together for a direction to go as far as the goal setting and vision board. And I have somebody in mind that I kind of want to recruit for kind of leading that who's way more fucking organized than I am. And, um, that would be good. So hopefully I can make that happen, but that's kind of our target for upcoming stuff. And we're wanting to put out more content that is helpful for people as far as health and wellness and, fitness and just managing stress. And, um, we talked about doing like a once a month, uh, like little social hour and even meditation because Lord knows we all need to slow down a little bit sometimes. And like, it's that focus thing again. And this is a recurring subject in my face. So I'm trying to grasp a hold of it and work it into my life and be better about that before God comes down and punches me with something else because like that's how that happens. I don't want this hard lesson this time. I want to take the easier, like listen to other people, listen, Aaron, listen to the lesson before I have to get fucking an ass kicking to wake me up. That's why I'm putting this out there, just in case maybe I could be that conduit for somebody to avoid that ass kicking that I got. 
because it's going to come. The lessons are going to keep showing up until you fix your shit. Like, I don't, I don't like getting beat up so much. Really don't. So like trying to take little bits at a time. I mean, baby steps, y'all. I ain't asking for the fucking world to turn on its ear or asking you to turn your world completely on its ear. Little steps, baby steps. That's how we make progress. One step at a time, right? I'm not where I want to be yet. I'm still making changes. I'm still progressing forward and fucking things up <laughs> occasionally. Not as bad as what I did before, but it's, it's about learning, right? And I have learned and my life has changed from, I mean, visibly changed from where it was nine years ago. I think I did the math, right? Yeah, because 2023 will be 10 years. That's 2013 to 20. Yeah, okay. See, I don't math well anymore either. I'd practice. I should probably practice that. But it's changed a lot. It took something to change it, make me aware. But I chose to make the changes. I chose to listen And instead of going back into every old shitty habit that I had, and I, and I slipped, I mean, I didn't go like straight into it. When we moved in, um, 2015, I fell off because my location changed. I couldn't like just shoot up to the gym in 10 minutes and come home and get everything ready. I had to figure shit out and it took me like a year to figure shit out. And thank God that I didn't get another huge fat lesson before I figured shit out. It's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. This is getting bad again. You're falling back into all the old habits again. And fear is a powerful motivator, people. And breaking a hip ain't no fun business. So I've experienced that once. I don't want to experience that shit again. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. It's a bad experience. Especially when you have a baby at home. Livy was like 10 months old. Oh my God. Oh my God. And Alice was like five. Hey, it was a lot. And it was a lot for a long time. And it scared me. It really scared me. And I'm still motivated by that fear. Right? That's why when we came back, I had um, like... 560 burpees to catch up on. Well, I guess it was 360 and then I had 100, carried over 100. I don't even remember fucking what it was. But anyways, I committed to this thing and I know the consequences of not getting it done. I know the consequences of not completing what I start. This is something I struggle with because I struggle with that, uh, squirrel thing, right? I, sh- I would chase the shiny shit and I suck at finishing things. I still have a whole long list of stuff that I need to get finished, but I'm getting better at it. It's getting better. It's baby steps. It's not a fucking overnight thing. Nothing is. And until we realize that is this shit ain't going to change overnight, like whatever the hurdle is that you have to get over is not going to change overnight. You're going to slip. You're going to fall. You're going to get frustrated. You're going to hit a plateau. You're going to fall down. And it's that fall down eight times, get up nine. And if you fall down a ninth time, get up 10. 
as long as you wake up in the morning and you're still breathing, you ain't done. I ain't done. Until God's like, okay, Aaron, you're done. Come home. Then I'm done. But until that time, I ain't done. So I'm just going to keep pounding shit out. I did 105 burpees this morning. Finally got it done. And you know what? After doing 500 and some in 48 hours, they didn't feel too bad. I mean, I'm, I'm fucking sore, you guys. I can't even tell you. It fucking hurt everywhere. But like the push-ups, it's the push-ups. Because I don't half-ass that. It's, it's a full thing. And a burpee has a push-up in it. So don't be a bitch. Do the push-up. And it's sore. My arms are sore right where my arms connect. You know, that whole push. Uh, ugh. The chest muscle. I don't even know what muscle group that is. I should know because like I'm abusing the shit out of it. But I can't quit. It has to be done. Because if I puss out on this, then I'm going to poo-poo other things off. That My whole goal for this entire year my focus for this year is to finish it, finish, finish what you started. And I'm, you guys, I am not doing so hot on it. And we are down to the last, what, 90 days of the year. And it's crunch time. Like I got a lot of stuff on my plate that I need to get wrapped up and I'm plugging away at it. And I know Eric would roll his eyes because his, his priority list is different from mine, but it has to get done. And there are certain things that I'm probably procrastinating a little longer than others. That's just, it's just where I'm at right now. And I know it. I recognize it. I see it. It's right here in front of my face. And it's like, okay, okay, I'm here. I need to be done. I'm here. So like, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I just show up every fucking day and I learned some really hard lessons. So, holy shit, I've been yapping in your ear for 45 minutes. Probably all two out of three of you who listen have tuned out already. (laughs) That's okay. I love you anyways. It's fine. So, Wednesdays, we're going to be Why the Fitness Wednesdays. WTF Wednesday. Why the Fitness Wednesday. Hopefully, um... No, not hopefully, because there's no hope. It just has to be done. I will be getting some shit planned out. Oh, I use the P word. I can't believe I use a P word. Plan. Such a... I'm working on it. Working on being a better planner. This is a hard process from somebody who has always lived by the seat of their pants. That's like one of my specialities is being able to make decisions on the fly and just figure it out as I go. That doesn't always work well. Just saying. Just saying. I'm working on it. So friends, neighbors, family members, whoever you are out there, if you have questions, like for real, if you, if there's something you want me to talk about, you want me to verbally vomit all over, (laughs) then holler. Y'all know how to find me. I mean, fuck most of you could like walk up and be like hey what about this and we could probably have a conversation about it but yeah whatever keep the dirty side down and I'll catch you on the flip side
I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast. Again, thank you for listening. Every listen counts. If you like what I'm putting out there, please share it with a friend and hit that subscribe button. Have questions, comments, feedback for me? Shoot me an email at bringitonpc at gmail.com. Have a wonderful day. Go kick ass.